0: Crimson Tower Studios.
1: Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in fourth edition. I'm one of your hosts, Lance and tonight, I'm joined by the Lord of the Underdeep, Nolan. How you doing today, Nolan? I'm doing
0: uh, pretty good. It's once again cold in Minnesota. You know, something we don't
1: ever see. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you're on the other side of the. You're on the other side of the lake for me, man. And uh, you know, I, I, I know what you send our way. That, yeah, that terrible weather. We did weather. Just send a big snowstorm. Yes, you did. Um, I can't even shovel my sidewalk because it's basically three inches of ice. So <laughs> So Steve and Matt couldn't make it uh this time. uh Steve had a conflict and Matt man, Matt's like whole family is like sicker than a dog right now. So so it's just uh I'm excited to do this. Uh me and you, man. Um, yeah. and I'm excited for a topic today too.
0: Oh, this is, I've been actually looking forward to this for since we kind of talked about what we were going to do.
1: Uh yeah man and so our our tentative title too is wardens of roads and changers of ways which um it's <laughs> amazing yeah so I think I think it's gonna be a good one so before we get into it let's first talk about uh, well let's thank our outstanding Patreon backers so their generous donations help to make this show possible so and and I without Matt's the guy that can actually pronounce things I am not <laughs> so just I apologize up front I'm gonna mess everybody's name up but I'm gonna say Gervasio Lembo. Thank you so much Gervasio. Thank you so much. And then uh Michael uh Wagbrand? Wagebrand? Thank you Michael. <laughs> Thank you so much I'm, Michael. I'm terrible. <laughs> you guys I'm I know I feel so bad. So I I'm, I'm going to so next episode maybe we'll have Matt Reese say them probably correctly.
0: <laughs> but Thank you so much, though, for your support. And if you would like to join these fine examples listed above and buy us a beer or some tea, be sure to hop over onto our Patreon page and support us. For only a couple dollars a month, you can help contribute to bring us discussion and actual play in the grim and gritty world of Warhammer fantasy roleplay at patreon.com slash old world podcast.
1: Awesome. Yep, and some some recent additions that we just thrown up for Patreon uh patrons, we had uh the Feast of Legends actual play, uh which is in our vault. Uh and that one was a lot of fun. Um I don't think we played the rules correct at all. Like not even a little bit, but it, <laughs> we still had fun with it. <laughs>
0: It did sound like that. I was listening to it a couple times at work.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. That one was like we cut out probably ten minutes of us being like, wait a second, that's not right. This makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah. so because our, our originally we'd actually talked about the Feast of Legends before, and I still think mm-hmm. it's a great game. I just no longer I, I was saying, Oh, this is perfect for beginners, entry level and stuff like that. And I now do not think that's the case. Um they when <laughs> we really dug into the rules, it, like, it does not do a great job of explaining like how to resolve <laughs> actions and stuff. And so <laughs> it, it almost gives you rules on combat, but not rules on roleplay, which to me is just absolutely terrible. Um, I think the entire game system makes the assumption that you know how to play 5e uh, uh, Dungeons okay. & and Dragons. And I think if you do know how to play 5e... This is, this is, you'll pick weeks. it up. No problem. Right. So, and, and for someone that's never played Dungeons and Dragons, like me, once we got into the game and it's like, wait a second, how do we make a check? Just like a normal check, like to mm-hmm. see if I pass or fail something and we couldn't figure it out. So we ended up just using Warhammer rules. So <laughs> Ah, okay. So anyway, um, we've also put several new episodes of campaign deconstruction. And, uh, I think my number one fan on that is Matt. So he constantly is like, "Oh man, I love hearing your after-action reports." But um, so I do you-
0: like them too because, like, then it helps like other like how I will think of a something in campaigns, and it's like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Doing something like this.
1: Right, right. And that's, and if you don't, if you're not aware, the campaign deconstruction is essentially me going back through the episodes that we recorded for the actual play and essentially just giving my thoughts about, hey, this worked well, this did not. Right. And some of that stuff, I even, I'll talk about things that happened behind the scenes. Like, this is why this didn't work well. Or and then I'll give some like suggestions and tips, you know. So anyway, um, and that is, you don't even have, to, that's not even vault access. I think you can get that for at a $2 level for patrons. So. Anyway, moving on. So, Nolan, what have you been up to this month for, for gaming and whatnot? So, for gaming, I've been playing
0: more of a Total War, Warhammer 2. Oh. But here's something that I really would like to bring out. So, have you guys ever heard of a game called Tainted Grail, Fall of Avalon?
1: Gosh, that sounds really familiar. Like, I've seen Fall of Avalon before, but I don't know about the Tainted Grail part. Is that a Is that a mobile game?
0: It's, uh, well, it's now on Steam, but it's, uh, I wouldn't say a direct port to a board game that was on six, uh, that was on Kickstarter that raised over $6 million. Gosh. Yeah. And, uh, like I actually also put in money to this because it's really cool. Uh, but the reason I love it the most, and I think it really fits with Warhammer is because so the story is, you know, like Tainted Grail, the Holy Grail, King Arthur and all his knights went out to stop this big evil, they call it the weirdness that's like corrupting the island. Okay. So all the knights went out, but they never returned. Nobody knows what happened to them, if they're dead, if they're alive. It so, sounds
1: sounds warhammery already.
0: Yes. And, but, and here's the best part. So then they're like, well, we got to stop this. They basically called out to say, hey, whoever wants to go out, can." and you play characters that are the best of the worst. Like, you all have a special ability. Like, Boyer is like a blacksmith that's very good at blacksmithing, but he has a festering wound, which means that if he's exhausted, he does not heal every day. Oh. So it's it's like a, a you know, and then you're not, you don't ever learn like, oh, I'm a blacksmith that's actually the third son of the king that can you know that's actually also an angel no you're just a blacksmith and you're going to die like a blacksmith
1: that's awesome so that is very warhammer so is this like a a board game or a card game or it's
0: a it's it's a board game where you move around pieces on a board and like kind of reveal the map and every encounter like you draw cards and try to match up icons and do like damage
1: huh i'm going to yeah. have to look into this is this still on kickstarter now or... uh
0: it's it's already ended and stuff, and they're already, uh, it's already being shipped out. Okay. Uh, but, and uh, unfortunately, I'm, I might think my copy ain't I'm coming until April. No. And I'm, I'm a bit disappointed because I was like, oh, first wave's already done. When am I? Oh, I'm not even second wave. So, you know, I'm in my bed crying because <laughs> I don't have it. Nice. Uh, but yes, like, I just love that, the whole oh, I'm just a regular Joe up up against, like, these monsters.
1: Right. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to uh, just this month. Nice. So uh, what about you Lance? Well, I've, uh, I, I've been, so besides uh, my family and everything was sick a couple of weeks ago, mm. we just moved into a house too, which I think I've, I've been talking about on social media and stuff, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a really nice, beautiful house, but it's one of those like really old hundred year old Victorian houses. So like it has a Ooh. lot of work. So I'm spending like every weekend working on the house and everything, but, mm-hmm. um, but I have been able to get a few games in. Um, Battlefleet Gothic Leviathan is a, a mobile game. Um, and Ooh, nice! Yeah, if you know, it's a, it's Warhammer, so it's 40k universe. You're basically fighting space battles with spaceships. Um, mm-hmm. There, there's an old game called Battlefleet Gothic, which is a miniature space warfare game taking place in the 40k universe. Absolutely love that game. Um, and this game is like essentially a, a port, uh, like a tabletop port to a uh, game you're actually playing the tabletop game on the mobile app so i've been playing a lot of that i enjoy that but probably the most exciting uh thing i got to do was called uh i, I mentioned that i picked this up before i think is warhammer disc wars and i finally got to play it against my cousin um and i lost just barely those sneaky elves. <laughs> I, I was playing orcs and goblins but uh It was a lot of fun. We did just like a simple version of the game and Disc Wars is uh, it's out of production. It was done by fantasy flight game back when they had the games workshop license. Uh, They don't anymore. Um, You can find the game online. I think I've mentioned, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the show before, but I, I had bought it, but I hadn't had a chance to really play a full on game. And I finally got to do that and it was a lot of fun. So um, I definitely, I wish there were more expansions for it, but obviously Which you know, and speaking of fantasy flight, did you hear the news? Um, so fantasy flight shuttered fantasy flight interactive. The the doors they closed down one of their their like subsidiary companies or departments or whatever. Um, Oh yeah, and that is the the company that essentially those teams they they basically let everyone go in the in that department is my understanding and those teams handle their entire role play game line so like the star Mm -hmm. wars edge of the empire um you know uh age of rebellion and force and destiny game lines um the uh l5r so legend of the five rings uh role playing game line and then their genesis system those Mm -hmm. are all handled by that studio so the question is: Is what's happening to those those properties and everything? So there were their re, uh, their releases had slowed down quite a bit for the last probably six or twelve months, but they were. I mean, they just announced a new release for, um, I think the uh, One Ring. I think wasn't it? Well, no. So now the One Ring is Cubicle Seven. So and uh, I don't okay. know if we've mentioned that, but Cubicle Seven is no um has. I I don't know what the heck is going on with between them and and the license holders, but something, Mm -hmm. some agreement couldn't happen. And, you know, that happened because they were going to release second edition of the one ring. I was very excited about this, but um, they apparently scrapped the entire project because they're ending their license. So I don't know what happened there either. So with Fantasy Flight, it's feasible that they're just going to move these to a different, like, because Asmodee, I think, owns Fantasy Flight. So it's feasible that maybe they're creating a new department or there just hasn't been an announcement yet. But it was some interesting news that came out recently.
0: Uh, Well, I do hope they can revive the,
1: the systems at least. Yeah, man, with the Mandalorian and everything that's coming, which, by the way, have you seen the Mandalorian?
0: I actually have not. I've been focusing what? on. I've been doing The Witcher. I'm on The Witcher team. Ah,
1: uh, there's nothing wrong Netflix. with. There's nothing wrong with The Witcher <laughs> team, my friend. But like, man, you got to go watch The Mandalorian. We'll we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, but Mandalorian. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I mean, we're kind of already talking about news, right? So announcement and news. This is part of the show where we keep you up to date on. Woofrup and related news so um you want to go over some cubicle seven news which i guess we already started with with
0: yep. the one ring uh,
1: right?
0: well first off the Don mcdonald ran slaughter and spittlefeld for lucas comics and games on their youtube channel and you can watch it at old world podcast.com slash lucas and you can find more at cubicle7.com
1: Yep, so it's uh it's Luca, L-U-C-C-A. Oh,
0: sorry, yes, Luca. Yep, Luca. yep so yeah.
1: oldroadpodcast.com/luca L slash Luca, L-U-C-C-A. But yeah, Um. so Dom McDowell, I've never seen him actually run a game where you get to, now you can't see him, right? He's he's talked at a lot of different things, but this is, he actually runs the slaughter yeah, like at Spitify. Yeah, he's Spitifer. front and center. Yeah, so did you get to watch it?
0: I did a little bit while I was uh, doing some stuff around the house, but then I had other plans later that night. So I haven't been able to finish it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I started it and then something happened. I didn't get to listen to the middle part for whatever reason, but for whatever reason I like turned it on, it was at the end. So I got to hear the big finale of it too, which is, <laughs> uh, which I'm not going to say anything. Cause I don't want to give spoilers. Um, Slaughter at Spitafil is a is a great little um, adventure. Um, yeah.
0: I, uh, I have read that. I do have that, uh, that adventure and I have read through it, but it's always cool to see, what other people kinda do with the adventures
1: right and the c e o of cubicle Seven right, so yeah, yeah, so that was that's pretty cool um yeah that that was awesome, so if you get a chance, definitely go on to youtube, you can search uh Luca comics or if you just wanna remember old dot com slash luca, and then uh now we're we move on to our battlefield allies so uh garblad games, i mean we talk about them almost every episode. Um, Garblade Games, we've we've worked together, uh, Pete, over there for a long time, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so they do Flint and Steel, uh, a a YouTube channel, so if you want to see another excellent example of playing uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, definitely check those guys out. I was really hoping that they would have Episode 9 out. Now, I'm not completely caught up. But man, I love their episode titles. So like every time I'm like, man, I gotta catch up and see what that means. The last one yep. was talking about Dar. Like, hey, there you Dar or something. And I'm like, Yeah, man.
0: like how dar are you or something yeah. like that. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> so yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. So but those guys are awesome. Um uh, definitely my my favorite character is definitely uh Bad Greg. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, definitely check those guys out. They're awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. Like in between when I'm listening to you guys, also at work, uh, I did actually start at Garblet Games and their Flint and Steel. I think I'm almost done with season one.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. If
0: I can remember right,
1: yeah, season season one is uh is I is, think still second edition. Uh, well, no, I think yeah. Uh, did it did they switch over in their second season it might have been yeah because i think it is like yeah. i'm trying to remember it but i think that's how it was right and then and then of course we had pete on when he came over and did uh the uh conversion the episode. conversion yes the conversion episode and because he had converted his guys over to fourth edition and i was like dude that's awesome we're gonna do an episode about that and i, I reached out to him so yeah, no, the ab uh, Man, if you just finished season one is good, but season two, man. It- oh, I'm
0: yeah. I'm like, like I said, I've only ever played fourth edition. So like kind of some of the stuff's like, well, why aren't they, you know, some of the little penalties or stuff they have is a little a little off by me. But I am very much looking forward to season two. And yeah. I guess now season three.
1: Yeah, no. Season three uh, is 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 crazy, but um, so far I think my my favorite episode's in season two. But I don't I don't want to give spoilers, so I won't tell what it uh-huh. is. But um, all right, sounds good. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So all right, so let's get on to our main topic, the meat of the show. Um, so tonight we're once again going to dive into one of our favorite things to talk about with Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and that is careers. Um, this one's going to be a bit different. Um, In honor of the recently released Enemy in Shadows Companion, we will be reviewing the Road Warden and the Cult Magus of Zinch. Also, as we like to do at the end of the episode, we have a little competition where the hosts will put together their creative juices and attest... Uh, in a career build-off to see who can build the most interesting character. Um, so we'll put posts on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere out there so you can you know, vote and tell us who you think won. Give us bragging rights. And, and this time it's just me and Nolan head-to-head, so I'm absolutely terrified. I'm not going to lie. Here we go. Um, so, Old Worlders, grab your horse and badge and prepare to enforce the laws and taxes of the Empire's roadways. All while secretly serving the Lord of Change, as we review the Road Warden and the Magnus on tonight's show of the Old World Podcast. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, last time, right, so we had, we like to, we, we started going over kind of uh, like who won, right, who gets the bragging rights last mm-hmm. time. So, um, last time we had uh, Sebastian, the human knight that I did, Sister Bria, of the nun that Steve did, and then Matt's halfling beggar, uh, hey, Perwick. Hey, hey, and uh, yeah, I won that one uh, handedly with 56%. So I did want to mention that. There's my bragging rights. <laughs> yep. But we do have a few notes from last time. We got some feedback from some people um, and as well some of our patrons. And we love getting feedback, We uh, constructive feedback and, and positive feedback. We like to know what we're doing well and, and ideas you have on stuff we might do better. One of the things that uh, so and I'm again I'm terrible with names I apologize but Oivind, uh Solberg and Anthony Reagan um, had had some of the most art- articulate and they brought up some really good points. So um, first was on knights and uh, we just want to touch points on this quickly. But they had mentioned hey you don't have to be a member of a knightly order to be a knight. This gives possibilities as such a hedge or a mercenary knight for example. And and they're absolutely right. So one of the things with knights in the old world and i don't want to spend the entire episode on this or anything but there is an absolute ton of lore in warhammer and warhammer yeah. kind of reflects some of the the real world knightly orders as well right and it's not mm-hmm. just it's not just secular orders or religious orders you can just be a knight like and he mentioned like a hedge knight or or even an outlaw knight right
0: yeah knights yeah came in all different sizes and all that stuff so yeah, you could just be a normal knight that's just walking down the street.
1: Right, right. And so that's a really good point. I did want to point that out. So like from role-playing purposes, you're not like restricted to orders. And and uh, if we made that seem that way when we we're talking about it, it's probably just because I'm so excited about all the cool orders <laughs> that exist in Warhammer. <laughs> um, also, intimidate and menacing um, and heal. Can make them a bit more than one trick ponies, and that's absolutely true. Those talents and and uh, those uh, skills that knights have, because we we focus like, hey, these basically are combat, and and it's true. While they can do a little bit more, and I would argue, and and I want to, I just want to point this out too, and I think we said this in our first career episode, but it's it's a good thing to remember. Warhammer is not like D&D, right? So you're not like, okay, I'm the cleric, so I'm pigeoned into healing, and that's what I do. that's all I can do. I'm going to stand in the back and cast Healing Word. Right, exactly. And I I know D&D isn't so much like that, but Warhammer is way, way more flexible right so um when we talk about different ways that like hey you could do this and that and this is a good way so like the basis of the night is absolutely combat like your primary role in anything is going to be combat but it's warhammer depending on how you roll your stats up you might actually need to buy into those skills just to bring you from terrible to decent before you can do anything with that combat um you could be very good at healing but it doesn't give you like a lot of extra abilities and skills that you can do to build that up. So it's just, just something to think about from that point of view. Um, if, and if we ever say like, cause I would argue no career in Warhammer is a one trick pony. It, it, no. It, Warhammer has built into it the ability for you to, uh, manipulate your fate and do a little bit different stuff. Even if the, the role isn't good for. Now, absolutely, a career could be suited for one thing over another. But, yeah. So, really good points on that. But we also got some points on the nun. So, nuns,
0: you can combine with any warrior's careers. And there are many examples in the old world where you might be a nun. You know, perhaps you gave up your nun life to fight injustice you see every day. Or, you know, there's a lot of reasons why you become a nun, you know, unmarriageable daughters of nobility, you know. So there's always other reasons why instead of just oh, I just want to be a nun, you know, there there you go. Like we were saying with the knights.
1: Right. I think I think one of the comments that we got was like, well, the nun isn't just a a cleric. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's not. And in Warhammer anything, um the rags to riches right on uh, uh, the the beggar to noble or the noble to beggar, like those Mm -hmm. are real stories that could happen in the the old world. I mean, the, the, the beggar to noble is not likely to happen, but it could. Yeah. But yeah, everything could happen in the old world. Right. So absolutely. You could be a nun um, or a priest or an abbot or something and give up your life to go fight in the war or do anything. There's a lot of different, um reason. So like from a role point point play perspective, don't ever feel like when we're giving you hey, it works well with this, but it doesn't really work well with warrior careers. Don't listen to us. If your character is all of a sudden like I'm gonna go fight for my God and I'm tired of working at the Abbey, I'm gonna pick up a sword and go fight and become a soldier. That sounds go. awesome. Go do it. Yep.
0: <laughs> Maybe the uh your yeah Abbott got attacked and you're the only survivor. Well right. you know, find you find a sword and you head out to find those responsible.
1: One hundred percent agree. So let's let's get into this episode's careers. And uh which one do we want to start with? Wanna start with the cult mangus? Uh
0: yes, yeah, so let's start with this one.
1: Let's do it.
0: So, uh unfortunately so the cult Magnus you will find on page eighty-three of the Enemy and Inch- Shadows Companion. So it's gonna be uh. So if you, it's gonna be I guess a side uh career. I guess maybe not the best way to describe it, but yeah, so,
1: it's not I, it's not a normal career. It's not like a normal career that you can just um choose to just, go into.
0: Yeah, or even really grab in a starting uh just starting off like this is something that you uh work towards or just decide to kind of change
1: right and um one of the even the the book even says in here that the the cult magnus isn't really designed to be something a that PC, players yeah. right that they can normally like go into um and if a player is going to go and do this career that they need their gm's permission and um, you know you want to make sure that it's not going to derail your your game. Um, yes. And the reason is is because of the inherent. Do I want to say evilness <laughs> of of just the See, inherent? See, like
0: I, that was the first thing that I thought of, like the bad guyness of right. being a cult <laughs> Magnus. Like, like we'll get into this, like what kind of people would love to play this. But yeah, this right. Is, yeah, this is something that. <laughs> uh
1: well well how first i guess let's 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 rewind a little yeah, bit let's uh, talk about what the the cult magnus of zech yeah, so, is like in the warhammer world if if i don't if I say cult magnus of zech well what is that
0: uh so that's uh it's a sorcerer of zeech is like just hands down you've committed to zeech uh to be your god and has bestowed upon you magic and magic gore right so uh so and, at first level, you, you will be a, a cult acolyte, Brass Wolf, and you'll have intelligence, willpower, and initiative. So right away, very good. Or you got the the beginnings of uh, Magic Caster.
1: And I should mention, Zinch is the god of magic and change, also known as the Great Mutator. So there's a there's some other fun pieces of this too, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> yes, we will definitely get to that. And also... Uh I would like to point out if you do have one of the earliers, it does say as a typo, uh, slayer advanced scheme. So with that logic, a human <laughs> can become a slayer <laughs> <laughs> nice. Seven has announced it yeah <laughs> nice uh, uh, well, okay, so speaking of skills, you get channeling dar, entertaining, acting, intuition. Language magic, lore Zeech, perception, secret signs, cultists, and stealth urban. Right, And then some talents you get beneath notice, secret identity, Zech's blessing, magical sense, and, as we just said, petty magic.:
1: Now, and I actually I wanted to point out, so um, Zeech's blessing is a new talent.
0: Yep, is a new talent. Uh, so, Zitz, as we said, the god of magic, has gifted you with a worming parasite within your mind. Which, already, you know, alright. You know, and they say the chaos gods are bad, you know, bad people. Uh, I don't see it. <laughs> when you purchase this talent, a single spell wriggles free into your head where it takes residence occasionally whispering to you as you sleep the spell can be chosen from any color magic lore after this you may purchase one more college magic spell for 100 experience for every spell you have memorized from the lore zeech so like right there you know uh any spell you want you know you could just flip through uh that one uh zeech's blessing has now granted me this
1: yeah, and so that's and that's crazy. So there's eight lures of magic. I think each one has like eight spells currently, right? I yep, fully Yep, uh, about that. I fully expect that to get bigger um mm-hmm. as as we get new releases. So like right now that's like, oh great, pick from these 60 spells. You can have any one you want in across any of the lures um of the color lures, which is just amazing. That is it's, like
0: It's like that's it. Like you could just uh, blessing. Thank you. I am now a warrior. You now have that one spell and you're a frontline fighter. Like that just opens up so much possibility.
1: Right. And there's, Oh, it's just, it is an amazing concept there. Um, and super cool. So that's, and that actually is a new, uh, talent that comes right from the companion book. So, um, yep, that one, that one's super awesome. And I mean, when you, cause you think about this, really this whole, um, career is like the concept of a cultist and a mage kind of combined.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that's it. Like, you're basically magic, magic, and magic. That's if you want to take anything from this, it's that it's magic. That's. Right. I'm not gonna say that's all you're gonna do, but like that is the main, uh, purpose of this career is just all the magic, which in a weird sense when you mash all the magic together it's called dar which not exactly the most stable
1: right and well the beautiful thing is so we finally have rules for dar uh as as a wind of magic in the the companion that we haven't had before and dar is even more likely when you're channeling it to blow up mm-hmm. in your face than just channeling like one, a single wind of magic as it should be. But like, yeah so it is your chance to get like mutations or to have a miscast channeling Dar are so much higher.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, overcasting happens at every success level, not every two. So while it's more dangerous,
1: it's also stronger. Oh my goodness. I, I'm all I know. See, my, and my concern is, is I'm waiting. Which of my players is going to come up to me first and say, I want to be a, a cultist <laughs> of
0: Zinch. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that is why I'm not in this. Cause I'd be like, Hey, I'm a cultist now. Like, <laughs> uh, like I'm going to tell you right now, before I got, I did this career. I was like, Oh, let's see how magic works and all that. Now it's like, I want the magic every magic please
1: yeah it's awesome
0: but yeah so if you roll an 8 anywhere on a challenging or language magic there you go that's a miscast plus all living souls now you got to roll for minor corruption it's it's <laughs> oh it's it's oh so... uh... uh, i'm i'm gushing a little bit right now if you can't tell listeners but Dar is v- amazing, and at the same time, horrible. So this tells you... Yes, uh, right there.
1: This is how you know we, we love Warhammer and, and the grim and dark, right? So when we get super excited on more ways to like cause mutations, corruption, and death, like mm-hmm. by accident, even to your own character, and we're giddy, that, <laughs> that's, how you, <laughs> that's how you know. So yeah, this is... uh Man, and this is all just... This is tier one. We haven't even yeah, got that's... to the good stuff,
0: <laughs> but uh, and uh, so yep, and trappings, occult insignia, ritual, ritual vestments, and a secret tattoo. Like that's just what you start with right there. That's it's beautiful. I love it. So now we're gonna go to number two at occult Magnus. Uh, you're gonna be a silver four, and now you develop fellowship. So not only do you have the magic you also are now slightly charming. And some skills you can pick up with that are charm, cool, dodge, endurance, research, and sleight of hand. Yeah. And for talents, you are a cat tongue, chaos, magic, Zeech, double life and public speaking. And so also as a, what was seek the, sorry, Zeech's blessing Double Life is another talent that is very new to the Companion.
1: Yeah, this one is. It's so Spoiler good.
0: warning. I took this. <laughs> All right. I will say I took this. A little spoilers. To yeah. People.
1: Yeah. I, I expected. <laughs> when, when you, Based on your questions you were asking, I'm like, yeah, he's doing Double Life. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, and you're probably wondering, well, like, what does that mean, Double Life? Well, you are so good at maintaining a secret identity. That you now, you leave two separate lives. And what that means in Warhammer turns, you can now roll a second career and you play as in you're in that career and the Magnus.
1: So you get both. And the, and the yep. rules are even clear on this. You can advance in both.
0: You, so, yep. You count as belong to both careers and may purchase advances and talent in either one. You and, can leave either one.
1: So I want so something to consider, right? So there are um, ten different uh, characteristics, right? So you start with access to three. By the time you get to tier two here, you have access to a fourth. You can go into a whole nother career and get three or four additional. Like if they're different, you could you could almost choose to increase any of your characteristics. Like it's yeah. just, it's so so incredibly powerful, um, and uh, it's. I mean, now the the it's balanced by the fact that it's not like you still have to pay double the the experience in order to move both up, right? But like, mm-hmm. it's still um, it's still it's it's a super cool, very flavorful talent.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you're, the cult magnets isn't exactly going to be going to the grocery store and buying a glass of milk, you know. <laughs> So they're not exactly, you know, welcome in public. So you need this double life just to survive.
1: Right, right. And actually, that's that's a good point that we should make, right? So if if you are newer to Warhammer and don't understand, like, occultists are like secretly, they're, they're secret, they're secret societies. Um, they serve the ruinous powers of four chaos gods. If anyone in power whatever, find this out or witch hunters, you'll be killed on site. Even like a standard villager found out you're like, oh yeah, I'm a cultist of Zinch. Excellent. They're going to get their pitchforks and try to kill you. So you you definitely need to live this secret life. And yeah, so you're exact. Yeah,
0: you're, that's exactly what that means. And now for trappings, you have a chaos grimoire, good quality ritual vestments and schemes.
1: Uh schemes. So this is one of the things I love about the writing that Cubicle 7 has done on all yep. of these. And it just, when they do like a trapping and it's a scheme, like, mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, or what
0: was it? Uh, for the Slayer, you have guilt.
1: Or shame. Yeah, I think it was oh, shame. sorry, shame. Yeah, yeah or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, Yo, here you go. Yeah, it's really cool. And and, you know, and actually there's one thing I wanted to mention too, back on the Talents too, is Chaos Magic Zinch. Um, The Companion has an entirely new uh, Chaos Magic Zinch, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Lore. And so with a a ton of... spells in there and it's not just those spells by having any chaos magic so basically you know how if you choose arcane magic you have access to all these standard arcane lords that regardless of what color you choose you you have access to these what are they 10 or 15 spells in the core rulebook that are for any arcane right Mm -hmm. the zine so in this book it has well these are for any chaos magic user plus another like eight for zinch or whatever and so it is you we basically got a whole nother bunch of spells and they're all evil and terrible and deadly (laughs)
0: listeners don't listen to lance they are amazing and you should totally get them because there is no uh,
1: downside no downside most (laughs) of them most of them include like language in there that says oh if you're exposed to this spell immediately take a mutation or test for for corruption or something to that effect
0: (laughs) oh but yeah like we're just talking now about magic uh someday we will actually get into magic and all that stuff yeah and each magic like fire if there's a lot of fire you get more uh success levels to it the lore of change and all that uh let me just so if you get hit with this, yes, you roll for a mutation if you fail, but if you succeed, they get an extra fortune that they can use whenever, such is the will will of zeech,
1: which is great, which is perfect, right the trickster god, the god of of change and and fortune too like it's it's <laughs> oh yeah. man, it's so- it's <laughs> I, I cannot wait to uh, – I, I know I've been talking to my cousins about doing a one-shot where they both are going to roll up uh, Chaos cultists. Oh, to, nice. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I, I fully expect them to be dead by the end of the session, but it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> they will not be going alone. I can already
1: <laughs> see it now.
0: Right. Uh, okay, so at third level, you're chosen of Zeech, and you're a gold one. Uh, also I apologize. Cult Magnus at level two is a silver four. Uh, I'm not sure if I, uh, said that or not.
1: Yeah. yep, Silver four. So, yep, silver which four. these are surprisingly good. I mean, brass one is where you start at tier one, but mm-hmm. you go to straight to silver four. That's a giant jump. That is
0: a huge jump. Yep. I mean, and then, yeah, gold one, gold is one. Now chosen yep. of Z. And then master Magnus at, uh, The last level is Gold 2. So not as big as a jump. But yeah, just a huge jump from 1 to 2 and 2 to 3. Yeah. Yep. So what do you get at Chosen of Zeech? You get the skills, entertain, storytelling, intimidate, leadership, and melee basic. And then for talents, you have arcane lore, demonology, disciples of change, Another new talent, Master of Disguise and Master Orator. So, which, the Disciples of Change, uh, like I said, that's a new one. If you ever get a mutation, you roll twice and get to pick which one of those you want.
1: Which, which okay, so in, in some ways, I, I would, like, as a GM, if you survive to make it to tier three of Chosen of Zinch, like, as a player, rather, not a GM, you should absolutely choose this and the reason is is because with all of the dangerous stuff you're playing with with the magic and everything like your corruption it, no matter what you do it's gonna be high you're gonna have mutations and there you are
0: you're going through the roof yeah with corruption at this point
1: point. and some mutations are potentially like game ending for you <laughs> yeah so so having this allows you to maybe like oh inverted face like like, after that, you're basically done. You're wearing a mask for mm-hmm. forever at that point, so like it's just uh it's an interesting really interesting new talent
0: yeah, it, very much. and also, like you were saying, game ending, uh I believe in a core rule book, it says that if you get uh it, what is it it's mental, physical corruption up to your toughness bonus or mental corruption up to your willpower bonus. If you ever equal that, that's it. Your character is completely gone and is now being controlled by the, you know, the game master.
1: Right. Like it so, said, you could become like a, you could become a spawn of chaos or something like that.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. your body, basically you can't handle this anymore. So while you can use this to be like, uh, I really don't like this one because like, uh, like Otto, I believe he got, it was, a. Uh, Fantasy dreams or something was his mental corruption.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yep.
0: Uh, you get this, but if he had disciple of change and he rolled again and got, oh, my arms turn into you know giant
1: swords. Uh,
0: I don't know about you, but I'm picking the giant swords.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really cool, cool um talent
0: for yep. sure. Uh, and then for trappings for the chosen is a cell of cultists a magic item, and a sacrificial dagger.
1: Ooh, ominous.
0: <laughs> oh, and that's just, like I said, the chosen each. Wait till we get to number four. Right. So, number four, oh, and uh, I apologize. At level three, you then have agility that you can level up.
1: Oh, right, yes.
0: And then now we're at the Master Magnus, the top of the chain, and that you get toughness. Right there, like, right there. Yep. I'm I'm surprised, like, it takes you this long to get toughness, but... Because I'm sure you're going to need it by this.
1: Right. And actually, to your point, right, your toughness bonus determines your mutation level. So, like, by the, if you survive to somehow get enough experience to get to Master Magus, man, at that point, I think it's time to, like you're probably have so much corruption that you're probably need to move your toughness bonus up.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, uh, if you can get to master Magnus and somehow not have people find out about you, I I clap. Congratulations. (laughs) Nolan, Nolan
1: applauds you.
0: I applaud you. 100%. You have my approval.
1: And your GM is super nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 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 super nice in fact (laughs) so uh, you're a master magnus you have gold two as your income for skills you add language dark tongue lore any talents is commanding presence frightening impassioned zeal and savant zeech. which by this point yeah you are you're 100% Devoted right. to each, right.
1: And then, uh, not my favorite part of this uh, of this tier is the trappings.
0: Oh, uh, yep, the trappings. Uh, so for trappings, a chaos cult. So you're the one leading it, and probably the best trapping ever. Uh huh. A terrible destiny.
1: I don't know who wrote this. If it was if Graham or or Andy or or <laughs> yeah. the other Andy or whoever. Terrible destiny as a trapping. You might have just won the the trapping, yep. the trapping competition because that is uh, definitely right up there with shame. Uh, probably beating it in my uh, in my estimation. That's this so good.
0: Like I just love how it's like, oh, like I want to go up to Master Magnus. What do I need? Well, I got the Chaos Cultist. I need a terrible destiny.
1: Right, and well, that. Here it, we go. Right, and that's, like, provided by your GM. Like, you're, as yeah. a GM, I'm like, let me help you out with that.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you get to number three, The Chosen of Zeech, I already have your destiny figured out.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I feel
0: like Terrible Destiny is almost... Oh, sorry, also, I forgot. Only a human can be... Uh, a uh, Magnus, so. right?
1: So races available: no are dwarf, just
0: human, no yeah. halflings, no gnomes. So I feel like Terrible Destiny is basically just upgraded Doom. <laughs> like before, it's like, well, I hope I get like, if I get my Doom, I get experience. No, your der- Terrible Destiny is coming for you.
1: Right. So that's a breakdown of the the cult, the cult Magus of Zinch.
0: Whew. <laughs> I'm still a little giddy from uh, right. from all it was. So, you know, what are some roles, though, that can fit this career? So you're definitely, you're the magic caster through and through with this. But you can also be, I can see you total, maybe being a face. You do have some decent uh, skills and talents that do help you with uh, being friendly and very much just pushing away the cloud and be like, oh, I'm not a chaos worshipper. I'm just Dan the milkman.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I agree with you a hundred percent. Um magic users in uh Wolfrup are can essentially just by being a magic user, having access to even something as simple as petty magic, like in a, in a party and a group of people that immediately makes you a great support character. Right. So mm-hmm. being able to do the, the little things that you might not think about, like we need light in the dark cave. Um, you have a spell that can unlock a lock, you know, um, this create, there's so much, you know, out there, right. Like even, uh, somewhat small combat spells, you don't need a, a bow and arrow in order to shoot at range or, you know, whatever yep, it might nice be stuff. that you, you might need. So a great support character. And that's right from tier one. And when you said face, I agree a thousand percent, especially once you get to tier two, right? Like have- it's like, it's early enough
0: that you can, you know, very much get it like, Beneath notice in the talent in the cult acolyte of number one, you know that helps you know sneak around and stuff like that. Then number two, you have public speaking, which helps with your fellowship.
1: So because uh, what I, what I was gonna say is like at tier two, you have access to fellowship, and then it gives you char- charm and cool. Right, yeah. right, right, right. There, you, you mm-hmm. have the ability to massively with not a very much experience, but you can spend between those two things to massively increase your ability to lie or to convince someone or to charm someone, um, mm-hmm. which immediately makes you absolutely, you could step in and be the, the party's face, their social the social character right there, easily.
0: Yep, right there. And I guess, well, like we said with the face, so I'm just looking at it right now as the Magnus, if you go all the way through. With that double life, you can basically fill any role
1: yeah, absolutely. with double
0: life. You, know, you could be double life and roll a knight, and now you can be a frontline person.
1: Right, or, you know? or a hunter and be at range really good, or a soldier and have lots of different options for combat, or, or some sort of academic, or a wizard, right, and potentially get access to way more spells. <laughs> way more spells. You have all the spells now. <laughs> So, man, I, mean, I, just, I didn't even think about that before. Now I'm thinking, right, all right, I get double life, and then I take up, like, a wizard. And then, so now I have access to a full lore of magic. Plus, I took that talent, which gets me another spell from anywhere I want it. Plus, I have access to Dar and the lore of Zeench. So, and I'll have arcane magic and chaos magic. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, it's funny, because, like, I was first looking, I was like, oh, double life, and then I'll just be a warrior, and you'll just do that. And then in the back of my head, in the Chaos God's fashion, no, let's keep going, man. Like, you can have so much more. Oh, and no. I will, I will tell you, people, I resisted for five seconds. <laughs> like, oh, just looking like at work and all the time just thinking about this, like, just all the amazing possibilities you can have with the Magnus.
1: Yeah, th- th- it is a lot. So, and, and so the roles it fills, once you get that face and support, it's super strong as either a face or a support, um, getting like leadership, um, in the next, uh, in intimidate in tier three, um, mm-hmm. those are going to really help out with the, the face, um, level two. And I would argue by the time you get to tier four, a secondary role might be, Fighter, And and I only say that because if if your party doesn't have a fighter and somehow you survive to be tier four, having access to toughness and having melee basic, like you could potentially, you know, you can hold your own just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So you, you won't be a pushover. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity. And to your point, the double life essentially lets you be a jack of all trades. Right. Yep. You, you can you can essentially find another role that will allow you to fill any gaps that you want to fill. So.
0: So now we've been uh, some of you guys have reached out to us and say, how do I become a chaos, you know, worshiper? Or how do I become the night the witch hunter? Well, as the Magnus, you know, let's say you're on a adventure and you find a, you, you find a book and you start reading. You know, your curiosity gets a hold of you. Next thing you know, you know, maybe you realize the power that these chaos gods can give to you. That's... And, you know, you know, you try to use it for good, but, you know, maybe that person that pushed you down when you were in kindergarten, oh. maybe he has this coming. And oh, then next man. thing you know... Now you got a terrible destiny.
1: You just, you went so dark right there. Oh my uh, goodness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there are a lot of ways that you could fit this career into an adventuring party. Really like story hook ideas, mm-hmm. and and uh, like the thing you talk like that could be easy, right? You find something forbidden, or um, right? Like our one idea is something I mentioned earlier with like my cousins, right? Start a game with everybody already in a cult. Um, yep, there that, you go. Yeah. I mean, that could be one way to just explore this crazy side. Now you, I, I will say as a GM, when you're doing this, anytime that you're playing the bad guys, quote unquote, like, and you're starting off, right. The, the game has a potential to spiral out of control. Um, you need to make sure that you have clear lines defined with your players. In this case, make sure that mm-hmm. everybody understands what they, what they are and are not comfortable with. And uh, before you go for it, because I mean, the reality is, is a cultist of a chaos god is it's a pretty terrible, terrible, yeah,
0: terrible person, and yeah. all that. Like, all joking aside, yes, pe- like listeners, this is a not, I guess, a quote unquote good class. This is a class that has, you know, dedicated himself to the chaos gods, and while not. I guess this will get into the parts of like who would be best for this, but this is somebody that's you. You're evil, hands down. You are evil,
1: right? Or, or even if you you might not believe. So, and we really could do a whole episode on this, but mm-hmm. the big bad guy often doesn't believe he's evil, right? Yes, he, true. He 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 justifies what he does or she does by you know, for some specific reason. So this is why, this is why in the rules, it very clearly says you need GM's permission. And GM's, if your player is saying, I want to be a chaos cultist, there is a lot of cool things that you can do. And I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying that you need to have a very good, long talk with the player and make sure you have a clear understanding of what is and what isn't okay. And then, depending on what situation, because there's a good pay- chance, like if somebody partway through the game becomes a chaos cultist of Zinch or whatever, they very well could be working against the party at that point. Yes. Right. Or, you know, and that could be a reason. Now that could be a lot of fun, but you have to have the right role players, people that can play the story and and it can be fun right because at the end of the day if you're not having fun at the table why are you doing it and, and
0: yeah there's no point in then even playing anymore right? If you're not having
1: fun so this is one of those things where i just wanted to point out be ever so careful because this this <clears> career and the background that it represents in the game world and for any other like chaos cultist career we might see in the future you know could very well be game derailing and destroying you just have to mm. be very careful make sure you're playing with i don't want to say like mature people because that gives a connotation of like immaturity yeah. or something. but like you, you
0: have people to that be, can handle this kind of like yeah
1: this kind of role playing and everybody needs to be on the same page just something to be just be very very careful when you let your players play this or if mm-hmm. you do. And again, it's one of the reasons why it is not n- what we will quote unquote say allowed. I'm using air quotes here for normal play. Right. It requires GM permission. So sorry, I kind of took us off a,
0: <laughs> a, oh, thing a little into a serious, but right, I, that is what this is. It's a right. It's a fun class, but should be played by somebody that right. knows I guess the rules.
1: Right. And and you know, and there are other ways to play this where it doesn't have to be super evil, right? You could be part of the mm-hmm. cult, um, you know, and just like focused on revenge for whatever reason and this is your power to it, and you live this secret life, but you're really ashamed of it, and so you could play it as part of the party, and it could be a great storyline or arc for your game. So it's just again, it's all about how you play it. So Yep. So other careers. So if um what kind of good or bad synergy we kind of already talked about this right
0: yeah with the double life but so i would say basically i'm i'm totally taken without the double life anything with magic would be an amazing synergy with this
1: absolutely absolutely like if so if you're a wizard and you move into this career or you're in this career and somehow get out of the chaos cult which i would argue you better have amazing story arc that justifies that Mm -hmm. um uh going to become a wizard would be certainly amazing right man that'd be yeah that'd be crazy because it just had an idea of right like i was a chaos cultist of zinch but i've left that life behind and i don't use the magic of zinch but i still know it right so like it's still inside me but it's like uh uh-huh last resort like i don't want to do it if i do it one more time right right or like yeah i can cast this really powerful spell but it it would bring zinch's attention back on me like there could be a Mm -hmm. lot of fun ways to play something like that but and right and that's from purely magical so like and 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 to the point like what we were talking about earlier with like the the nun and the knight from the last last episode right those comments like from Mm -hmm. a role play perspective anything it's fine. Cultists come from anywhere from the beggars to the nobles, from the Knights to the nuns, you know, um, the cultists are in all levels of Imperial society and outside of it.
0: Yep. They
1: infiltrated everywhere. Yep.
0: Oh man. So that that is the Magnus.
1: That's the Magnus. So what are your final thoughts, man?
0: Uh, well, in a serious note, I love it. But as you could tell with how giddy I was all being people, uh, I, I love it. I love this career. When I first started and I had the Witch Hunter, I was like, "Oh, this will be fun." Peer, you know, you're all melee and stuff like this. After looking at this, I love magic. Like, I want to learn how <laughs> to do like all this magic now. Like, just the amount. Like, as the Witch Hunter, it was kind of forward. Okay, increase melee basic, increase toughness. Like, you know, there we go. With this, like, there was so much more I had to like balance out
1: yeah yeah this one i agree
0: overall i love this career and like cubicle seven anybody that's listening i cannot wait for like i've i've talked to you guys about this a lot i want now the magnus of nurgle slanesh and i'm and like the blood warriors of corn like mm-hmm. i want to see
1: now those careers i would be super surprised if we didn't um mm-hmm. yeah i'm super excited I, man and i just think about the absolute evil and terrible things at nurgle man just like the, uh, just, the lord yeah. of decay oh man they're man you know there's gonna be some good stuff there
0: yes that uh like i don't want to <laughs> sound weird but i Oh I can I can taste the Oh, the, oh. yeah the uh, yeah I don't I don't like it either but uh. <laughs> I I'm very much looking forward to all the other nows that we have
1: Yeah yep so my final thoughts on this are at a at a the basic overview is this is a secret magic user with tons of social aspects that put in and any care you're gonna want a player that's experienced with Warhammer lore that's gonna play this and with like we talked about very 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 clear understanding of the lines and rules and in a GM and players that can handle it um but it could be a lot of fun and could really allow you to explore certain aspects of the Warhammer world and the grim and dark portions of the world in mm-hmm. a different way from a different point of view so um, it's, it's also a very powerful career and very dangerous. And I want to ask about this. So like, you know, you, I mean, try not to be in love. Like I would argue this for any Warhammer, right? Don't be too in love with that character. Cause they could die anytime because that's Warhammer. Yeah. But this, I mean, your chances of corruption are so incredibly high with everything mm. you do with this. Um, and then your chances of, uh, like spells going backwards and blowing up on you are much higher than even a normal wizard. So yeah. these are, these are things that you have to take into account um, with this, but if you can have fun with it, the group can handle it. Um, and, you know, you guys are ready to explore the aspects of, of the Warhammer world that playing this type of career would open you up to. Then I think this would be an absolute ton of fun.
0: Yeah. Like, one hundred percent down. This is base. This is Warhammer. You're very yeah. strong, I guess, quote unquote strong. But anything can go wrong, and now
1: you're rolling a new character. Right, right, absolutely. Ooh, man. Yeah. So, there so we go. That's the Magnus. Now I feel like, man, the the we, we could have done the huh. whole the episode order. on this. Now, now it's yeah. Roadwar, and I feel like it's going to be so much less in in respect. But. <laughs> But all right, so here's here's a couple of things. First off, in the new companion, one of the reasons we did this is because um, there's a whole breakdown of like road wardens and toll keepers in the empire and roads of the empire, a bunch of cool rules and stuff. And we'll cover all that kind of stuff in another episode. But it certainly begs the question. So if you're going to play a road warden. The Companion is a great book for you to have because you can find out a lot more about the background of like road wardens and how they work. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: having said that, let's uh, the road warden is on page 91 of your core rule books if you're following along at home. And the races available are halflings and humans. What is this career? They're basically the highway patrol, right? They're they're road police, right? They they also are toll keepers, um, and bridge tax collectors, right? For the roads and bridges and there's there's a in the warhammer world they're also part of the state army like some people Ooh. don't realize that right so one of the emperors in order to stop the corruption of all the local road rodents uh you know essentially um bribery and all the other problems that go with that um gave over the all roads and waterways in the empire are essentially policed by the state army and so while that has helped some, it still doesn't – I mean, it's Warhammer. Corruption is everywhere. But, yeah. But the uh, – so the the concept, though, is if you're a road warden, you are part of the state army, right? So, like, state army troops are basically used to be the police officers, um, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a way for the emperor to maintain direct control over the roadways and waterways of the empire. So it's an interesting concept, and there's a lot of potential – you could do a lot of political stuff with that in a game, too, if you wanted so let's take a look at the advanced scheme for road warden at uh, tier one you have a toll keeper um, which is brass five so not too shabby to start off yeah, with that's there bad. Um, and uh, you have access to ballistic skill toughness and initiative um, some pretty useful uh, characteristics right up front and skills include bribery consume alcohol gamble gossip haggle melee basic perception which Perceptions, excuse me, Perceptions, your money making skill, um, which <laughs> if you think for like a law enforcement slash investigative kind of person, makes sense. yeah, absolutely. And Reigns Crossbow, which I think is really cool. Um, Rain, Melee basic and Reigns Crossbow, like right out the gate. So uh, and then Talents, Cool Headed, which is a willpower bonus, uh, Embezzle, Marksman, which is a Blissa skill bonus, and new, Numismatics. So that, that's a bonus to de- detecting counterfeit money, basically. Um, nice. and you're starting trappings is a leather Jack plus a crossbow with 10 bolts. So you actually like from a, like we're starting careers and we're all level one and just started the game. Like having a crossbow bolt and access to range crossbow right off the bat. Yeah. Like, there you go. Plus you can change your ballistic skill. Like, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so next level up is Road Warden, and that gives you access to weapon skill, right? So now your combat skills and plus toughness, you already have, and mm-hmm. initiative. Skills you get are that you have silver, too, for your status. Skills you get is animal care, endurance, intimidate, intuition, outdoor survival, and ride horse. So totally makes sense for... for yeah,
0: totally. Like, yeah, like you said, you're the police, so... You would want to be pretty good on a horse.
1: Right. Yep, Cause you're patrolling the roadways. <laughs> so yeah, perfect. Talents include crack the whip, uh, criminal rough wide rider, criminal, Matt criminal, um, and rough rider and seasoned traveler. Matt, Matt loves that criminal talent.
0: <laughs> I, I'm always surprised when he doesn't take it. Yeah, I know. Really
1: like he's done it twice now and like, man, I would have lost money. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> So uh, trappings include a hand weapon, mail shirt, a riding horse with saddle um, and harness, plus rope. So uh, pretty standard. So now we have a road sergeant, right? So you can see the military theme here. Road sergeant, silver four, um, get skills, athletics, charm, leadership, and range black powder, which is super cool. Etiquette soldiers, fearless against outlaws, um, which fearless is an amazing talent. Um, fearless is actually very like it. If you can get fearless, definitely get it because oh, it helps
0: so much.
1: Absolutely. I mean, when uh, in the actual play, when the players fought that Vargolf, man, yeah. that 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 fear like crippled them all. Like they they were punching, they were not punching at full strength because of it. Um, yeah. and, uh, that just, it hurt them for, it took them like two or three rounds to get, get over it. So yeah. Um, hatred, any, which is fascinating hatred, any that could, you could be really tactical, tactical with hatred it, when you get to choose a hatred. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting concept and knows for trouble. Um, trappings include a squad of road wardens, <laughs> a, a pistol with 10 shots, a shield and a symbol of rank. So. so
0: right there you get a trapping and uh the pistol and you have ranged black powder, like you're upgrading your <laughs> ballistic like almost right
1: away. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I forgot to mention, right, fellowship is the skill that you can increase at this point too. So uh there's man, there's a lot of potential with the road warning. So but we'll talk about that in a second. So uh tier four is a road captain, status is gold one. You have Lore, Empire, and Navigation as your skills. And then Talents, you get Combat Aware, which allows you to test to ignore surprise, which could be hugely powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Commanding Presence, Kingpin, another one of Matt's favorites, <laughs> and and Public Speaker. Um, so so
0: you're also very good at <clears throat>
1: persuading people. Right. Leadership and, and social, it, it comes into play a lot here, too. Yeah. So Trappings include Light War Horse pistol with 10 shots you'll notice this is a second pistol at this point yeah right which is cool um a quality hat and cloak and a unit of road wardens which is Mm. pretty awesome yeah so let's talk about what roles this career can fill so like right obviously we already talked about this right from the get-go ranged right yep you're the ranger yeah, you you can definitely um you know like handle the reins with the crossbow, the ballistic skill, you you know the access to, to update that um right off the front. And then I would even act as secondary roles. You're a good fighter, you have access to melee basic, you have access to toughness right yeah. at, and initiative, right, which are all great, great ways to affect combat. Um and uh <laughs> So Like, you can whittle them down, and
0: then if they get close, you just switch to melee.
1: Right, and you start with a leather jack, so you start with a little bit of armor. Most careers don't start with any armor. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can—it's not a bad way to hold yourself in, in combat, so I would argue that's a good secondary role. Now, when you go to full-on road warden at Tier 2, though, fighter becomes a primary role for you.
0: Yes. Hands down.
1: Yep. So, so you have ranged and fighter at that point. Um, and then, you know, access to a horse and stuff can give you a lot of mobility options. So you, and I still would argue you can support as well with, with this career, um, just having like gossip and haggle, like some of those lower level, like bribery, these can come in handy to help the party. But then when you add in like intimidate or intuition, or outdoor mm-hmm. survival, like outdoor survival, can be huge, especially if you're a GM that really like, hey, I'm traveling from one town to the other, man. I yeah,
0: make them where you use that it.
1: skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, at tier three, I am. I think uh, face becomes huge, right? Um, yeah,
0: that's. I think when the face kind of, I still think you're the ranger slash fighter as like a number one priority. But face does start creeping up as soon as we get to tier three.
1: Right. And and that's a beauty is like you can add, I would argue you can as a at tier three road sergeant, you can fill all of those roles extremely well. Right. Because you have access to range black powder at this point, plus range crossbow, your ballistic skill and uh, those skills allow you to be very good at range. Um, Plus, you still have access to Marksman from the very first tier, or like if you took it back then. And then on top of this, right, we already talked about having melee basic, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. you had weapon skill at tier two that you can also go up. Now, at this point, you have access to fellowship and charm plus leadership. Plus, in the last one, you had intimidate and intuition, like these and plus etiquette soldiers like these are all great ways for you to be able to step forward and be the full on face of the party as well. Like,
0: yeah, that you you basically you can have, yeah, melee and fellowship like this is definitely what the road warrior can do.
1: Right. And and then at tier four, it's kind of more of the same. You just get some more face stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I would I would argue that. A tier three road warden, you know, we, we use that term like Jack of all trades, but master of none. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I could argue that you could build a Jack of all trades, master of all three. Like <laughs> You could yeah, be an like, excellent face character, range character and melee character.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. I think you're right. You're right. Right there.
1: Plus criminal. So Matt's happy. So there you go. Yeah.
0: Matt's happy.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um. So what are some thoughts, some ideas on how you might fit this career into an inventory party or story hook ideas?
0: Well, so what I'm thinking is, well, what if the uh, the road wardens escorting the party or is a part of a baggage train going to a town and you get ambushed by a, a group of beastmen? Perfect. You know, right. There you go. Now you got the road warden, you know, not just coming up to the party for no reason. I'm escorting you. Oh, no, we got attacked by Beastmen and the party and the Road Warden. You know, you're the only ones that survived. Well, but, we still got to take the shipment. You right. Know, there you go. That's the adventure right there.
1: Or or you could, as a party, essentially all be supporting the Road Warden, right? the the mm-hmm. road The road captain is sending you all on missions, right? And the Road Warden is the, you know, the official, right? But you're there, like, as his posse to back them up, right? Or... Yeah. Or like just sent out on patrol patrol, or even like, um, you could be out for a favor, right. Sent on a dangerous mission or patrol and, and like essentially the road warden badge allows your characters to potentially as a party, have a reason to come together for some like legitimate mission that's given to the road warden and everyone to support it. So um, or the road Warden could just be, I mean, and this is a beauty of Warhammer, right? Running away from the life for, or, yeah. you know, there's a lot of reason that, uh, road Warden might join a party of adventurers, you know?
0: hmm
1: Um, so I don't know what type of, uh, well, oh, okay. So like well, options for good and bad synergy. Again, I want to stress that there really is no bad synergy in Warhammer yeah. from a, from a a role play perspective. But if you're looking purely at mechanics, this career doesn't do a lot to help you with magic. Um, so magic
0: this- and anything and kind of like we said, you know, you can be a face character, but you, you never get willpower. You'll never get that. So like we said, there is no bad synergy. I would not be a mage and want to become a road warden or a road warden wanting to become a mage.
1: Yeah, probably not. I mean, it, again, you could, and, and yeah. then you could be a mage with some awesome combat skills behind you or what have you. So it's not, I mean, it's not a bad situation, just it doesn't uh, synergize super well. Yeah. So what's
0: some good ones? I would say uh, the warrior class. Yeah. So like soldiers, knights, cavalrymen, you know, you already have horse. You know right. you're horse riding, so that'd be perfect. Oh, going to those two.
1: And some idea I just thought of: what if you're conscripted into the army and forced to be a road warden? That man, that could be a mm. great way for you to fit into almost any adventuring party. That just, it just came to me. Yeah, uh, nice. <laughs> so, so what type of players do you think would most enjoy this kind of career? What are your mm, thoughts? I, my
0: my thoughts would be somebody that. Like with the witch hunter, like I've said the first time, the kind of melee person, you know, you start with ballistics. So you you're a ranger at first, but you do have the ability to go into combat. So I think a perfect would be somebody that likes the fighting aspect.
1: Yeah. And I would argue that a road warden is actually a, a pretty good for a new player, either new to Warhammer or new to role playing. Um, because mm-hmm. it's very straightforward, right? Like from a combat perspective. And you can you know, and and most people can be explained, hey, you're put on a highway patrol, and most people can figure that out and work with that. They don't have to have a ton of Warhammer lore to just know the roadways are infested with bandits and And you've been, you're in the army and this has been your job. You're, you're a road, a road warden, you know, serving the emperor. Yep. Right. Most people can get behind that and figure that out without too much trouble. So I think honestly, any player could, I mean, new, old, anyone should be able to enjoy this player. I don't see a lot of restrictions on the road warden that, that might make it difficult or hard to play.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, just looking at the scheme, I don't see really much. You don't ever increase your agility or dex, which I think does influence, like, the dodge mechanic.
1: Yes, that's true. So,
0: like, you're not exactly going to be dodging maybe much if you want to go that route. But you do have toughness, which increases your number of wounds you can get. So I think it does kind of balance out right there.
1: Right, right. And, And, yeah, I agree. Great, 100%. So what are your final thoughts?
0: Final thoughts?
1: I I like the World Warden.
0: You know, like we said, it's a new, not, I wouldn't say like a newbies career, but it is kind of nice to be like, Hey, this is what you're good at. You know, there's not much else from there. So it's a good jumping off point.
1: Absolutely. And that, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Plus, plus you could utilize it's a great point too. like, even if I don't know where I want to end up with the story or my character, like, I could start mm-hmm. at Road Warden, and there's not a whole lot that I would, like, regret from starting there, right? Like, even if I wanted to become, like we said, a magic user would be not a great synergy. Let's say I eventually, oh, okay, I've I've been playing this game for a month or two, and and now I want to become a, a wizard. You're not going to yeah. regret the time that you spent as a Road Warden, right? Like, it'll just yeah. help you keep your wizard alive when you, <laughs> when you, you know, move over yeah. that. So you already have a
0: decent enough melee basic, you know, you can go to a mage and if that happens, yeah, now you got a little bit of a backup.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I agree. There's lots of combat options with this. A road warden should be able to hold their own in combat most of the time. And really, and and maybe the most beautiful part of the road warning is like it it, in the easiest reason to fit them into any adventuring party or any storyline that you're doing Road wardens are everywhere. If there's a roadway and you're in the empire, there are road wardens. So done, right? There you go. There you go. So that is a road warden. All right. So you ready for this? Yep. To the build
0: off. Now that our review is complete, we're going to put our creative juices to the test with a build off. We, your hosts have taken one of the three, one of the careers and we've, described and made a character in the hopes to outdo each other in a contest of coolness and creativity. Once we reviewed our creation, we'll then put them up to the test and have you, the community, vote and tell us who wins the contest.
1: All right, so here are the rules. Each of us is assigned one of the careers we've reviewed, and then we have to create a character using the normal character creation rules. In this case, I'm doing Road Warden, and Nolan's doing uh, the Magus. Of the magus. Yep. Yep. In addition, once we've completed the character creation, we each receive a thousand earned experience to advance our uh, character however we'd like. But now that we've created the, uh, once we've created characters, we'll present them, giving a little bit of background, and taking you through the character creation and advancement process, explaining why we made the choices we did.
0: This Old Worlders is where you come in. You can follow the links in the show notes and vote. We posted polls on our website, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can go out there and vote. Tell us who you think had the coolest character and gets bragging rights over their fellow
1: co-host. All right, man. <laughs> I, I am I am terrified here. So do you want to go first or second?
0: Uh, I like the, as the saying goes, I think uh, the best goes
1: first. So you want uh, me to go first.
0: Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go first. You know, <laughs> I'll sit back and just just, you know, contemplate.
1: Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I obviously did character creation, um, with the road warden. So I went ahead and started, um, I did not get my bonus XP for species. Um, I rolled it. Really? Yeah. But so I rolled it, but I got a human, which is 90% chance, but I really wanted a halfling for this one. I just wanted to do something different. So I went ahead and selected the halfling. So I gave up those 20 bonus experience. Um, cause I was
0: going to say like, cause you had two chances and you still didn't get it. Right. Well, um, or not two chances, two different, uh, yeah, yep. species.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I only had two species. So, um, I did the, uh, the, uh, I didn't get the bonus for, I, I ended up, I like rolled an engineer, a villager and a guard. So I had to go ahead and <laughs> choose the road warning for a zero bonus. Um, and I rolled up my stats and. I just, this man, so rolling up a road warden with a, with a halfling, man, they're like, their statistics are so much different than a human, right? Like, cause you get this huge bonus for ballistic skill, but like a huge, you know, your weapon skill is much lower. So uh-huh. I actually rolled everything up and then I did switch around my roles. So, for oh, tw- nice. Yeah. So I only got 25 bonus XP. I'm not getting a bunch of bonus XP for this character. Um, mm-hmm. So I uh I ended up with like only eighteen weapon skill, but I had forty-eight ballistic skill and like forty-one fellowship. Those were my two really big ones. Uh nice. thirty-six, thirty-nine willpower. So um, but only nine wounds. So it it <laughs> it's not starting out. It's it's gonna You're
0: be a bit squishy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So um so uh starting fate is zero, starting resilience is two for halflings. I get the three extra points. I put um, all three of those extra points into fate (laughs) to give me three fate and two resilience. Um, Motivation is to seek out adventure. Um, Ooh, nice. So uh, I went ahead and put uh, two into ballistic skill and three into toughness for my five advances. And then for my species skills, I got sleight of hand, charm, and intuition for my five advance. And then language, moodish. Dodge, and Perception for my three uh, skills with three advance. Okay, cool. I did uh, Talents. I get Acute Sense for Taste, Night Vision, Resistance Against Chaos, which is fascinating. All Halflings have that, right? Um, And Small. Uh, I also uh, got Random Sharp and Mimic. The uh, Sharp uh, 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 brings me up on, uh, is it Intelligence? Or Initiative. And then uh, Mimic, which is a really cool one. Uh, I put five into all of my skills for starting career skills. So bribery, consume alcohol, gamble, gossip, haggle, melee, basic perception, and range crossbow five each. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I took embezzle as my talent. Um, and yeah, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more on my, my concept here. So, um, I got the normal class in career trappings. Don't have to go over that. Um, I had brass five, so I, I don't in character creation competitions, I don't usually buy very much. Just, mm-hmm. I kind of roll with it. But I did go ahead and buy two extra crossbow bolts and manacles. I, I don't know why I felt like I needed manacles as a road warden. Okay. So. Yeah. So, uh, so my character details, um, my character's name is Haggard Leaffoot Second. Ooh, nice. His age is 28. He's three foot two inches with chestnut hair and blue eyes. Um, his short-term ambition is earn enough to travel to Zonstadt. His, oh, his long, okay. his long-term ambition is to find his father. So, okay. um, I, I had only 25 bonus XP. So I started <laughs> off just put plus one to my initiative to bring it to 39 to get it started. Now I, this is, I've done this so very different than I do my normal character career, um, building, um, so yeah. from this, I actually built this exactly how I would build it if I were a player. And mm-hmm. what this means is I stayed in tier one for almost all of my thousand XP, um, because oh, there's, so, really? there's so many good, like talents and skills and stuff you can build up. And, mm-hmm. and then like at one point I said, okay, now it's time for me to get to the second tier. But I didn't have enough experience left over to actually make it to the second tier. So my my character actually isn't is gonna be a tollkeeper, not a not a road warden. Not a road warden, but I'm about two or three hundred XP away from being able to move to the road warden. So mm-hmm. so let me explain how this goes down. So I spent hundred XP to buy cool headed, which brought my willpower up to um forty-four, which also brought my wounds up from nine to ten. I bought the talent Marksman to bring my Blissa skill up to 55. Um, I bought the talent Numismatics so I could see and ca- uh, counterfeit money more. And there's a little bit of a story reason why. Um, okay. I put plus 5 into my Toughness to bring it up to 40, which bumped my wounds again up to 12. So I'm trying to correct my wound issue there. Um, I uh, bought plus 1 to Initiative to make it an even 40, plus 4 into Bribery to bring my Bribery to 50 plus four into Gossip to bring it to 50, plus seven into Melee Basic to bring that to 30. <laughs> I put seven in it just to get it to 30. Um, <laughs> I know, right? That's like 150, 15 experience just to be like average. So uh, then I put two into Perception to bring Perception up to 50, um, four into Haggle uh, to bring that up to 50. Um, and then at that point is when I'm like, okay, I'm done buying everything I wanted to, here, let's move up to the next level. So that's when I started building up this the requirements to go to Tier 2. So I didn't have enough experience to make it all the way, but I did put three more into Ballistic Skill to bring it to 58 and three into Initiative to bring it to 43. So so let me, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the background of Haggard here. Um, Haggard's father worked in the Town Hall of Holes, an influential county of Zonstadt. One day, his father was summoned to Zonstadt, and then after several months, both him and his family disappeared. Haggard was determined to find out what had happened after one of his cousins went to Zonstadt to find his father, and she too disappeared. That was the last straw for Haggard. As he joined the state army as a road warden, he figured he could travel easily as a road warden and have the authority to find out what happened to his father. Instead, he was assigned to a small toll keep. Every day, Haggard hones his skills with the crossbow and dagger. He is spending his time asking travelers about news out of Zonstadt and being the best toll keep he can so his sergeant will promote him and Haggard can travel south to find his father and adventure. So so what we what I end up with is a halfling toll keep here who has um, a fifty in bribery. Um, he has embezzle. So when he makes money, he embezzles to try to get more money to buy more gear. Um, He has a ranged crossbow of 63, um, perception of 53, intuition of 48. Um, He has gossip and haggle both at 50, endurance at 40, entertain at 41, gamble at 41, cool of 44, a charm animal of 44, charm of 46, and bribery of 50. Nice. Haggard Leaffoot is skilled. He has a lot of different skills that can really help him. His problem is that he has a strength of fourteen and a base weapon skill of eighteen, which again is melee basic is only thirty, even though I put a total of twelve advances into it. Oh, boy. so. So, and he has slide of hand of 40 too. So like, like when you, when you look at this from a pure, like this character is, is completely, I built him based on the story. He's spending all this time building himself up, trying to find out information. Eventually he's going to get promoted to road warden and he's going to mm-hmm. get his horse and he's going to ride down to Zonstadt and be like, where's my dad? So nice. So that's Haggard Leaf with the second.
0: Oh, that, right. that, I like that. That is awesome.
1: It it is. I know it's awesome, but I also know that I'm going to lose here as you start. So so <laughs> well, let's let's hear.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, so I like we said, I took the cult Magnus. My name is Sebastian the Fox Rotman. <laughs> so, uh, I did get the species experience. I did roll human. Uh huh. So. Uh, but as this is in a companion, uh, I could not roll the Magnus. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, that was, you know, I couldn't get the experience. So just kind of that away. Yeah. So for characteristics, I scored the lowest on my toughness, which was at a 27, but my willpower and fellowship, uh, were actually my highest. So like I, I, that's where I kept it. I was like, Nope, I'm not going to switch anything around. There we go. Perfect. Yep, and then uh, for my five advances, I actually did have to change a little bit because I thought we had dexterity. So I did put one in there, but then when it was like, oh, I can't get dexterity, all right, put it here and there. So I ended up actually putting uh, three into intelligence and two into willpower. Okay. So I ended up at a pretty high willpower. So, and then for my five advances that I got, I put them in gossip, charm, and cool, because I really wanted to capitalize on the high fellowship that I got. And then leadership, haggle, and melee basic were the, the three throwaway ones.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And then for my talents, I got suave, uh, lingu- lingu- linguistics, which uh, very much helps you with more language and stuff like that if i doubt it right. and uh i rolled read and write so i thought it was very thematic with uh cult magnus you gotta be able to learn how to read right and then for my doomed i have the fires in the summer are
1: always cold Whoa! did is that from the new book or did you
0: i made that up if that's, that's totally awesome. from the book I completely give credit to the new book, but Oh, yeah. no,
1: no, no. Just, uh, I know, because there's a, like a, a D100 or D1000 or something for dooming in the new uh, GM screen. So Oh, nice. That just... I actually
0: didn't even, I haven't even read any of that, so oh. I wouldn't
1: know. <laughs> nice. No, no, I was just curious. Uh, no, that dooming sounds awesome, dude. I love that. What was uh, it again? And the fires in the summer
0: are always cold. Oh, my gosh.
1: That just sounds so... that sounds great. I love it. <laughs>
0: Uh and then for my talent I took Z blessing and I learned the purple pall of Saiish spell. And I believe I'm I read that right. The Saias, it's the I think Death Magic.
1: Okay, well wh- which one does that what does that one do again?
0: Uh uh I gain one armor in all hit locations and I gain fear of one. And for every two success success levels, I increase my fear.
1: Jeez, that's awesome!
0: <laughs> yep, like I was like, oh, I wanted to do a damage one, but I was like, no, I'm a bit squishy because with my, I only have thirteen wounds.
1: Hey, that's still that's still one more wound I... than my halfling ended up with. So. True,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I never increased anything like that, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need a little bit of armor.
1: <laughs> no, that's awesome! Great spell choice. All
0: right, and then for my thousand experience. Uh, I also put five in everything because, uh, so I made this character, like, this is going to be my bad guy for my, uh, group of friends. When we do the, my Warhammer campaign, nice. like this, he's going to be the big bad. So I kind of like, oh, I wanted to put everything and get him leveled up. Okay. Uh, so I leveled them up right away as soon as I did the five and the with the thousand experience. I leveled them right away. <clears throat> I took chaos magic six times, and that was enough to get me a mutation. Ah, uh,
1: what is so? <laughs> what'd you roll? Did
0: so, uh, in the companion, there is a bunch of new chaos uh-huh. uh, corruption, and I took. Well, since I'm a Magnus of Zeech I went under that, and I got. Blasphemous Soul, which, uh, I gained the hatred of a religion, so I picked Sigmar. Oh, and, that's awesome. Uh, I get, so yeah, Blasphemous Soul, and, ahem, get this, plus 10 willpower. Oh no! Yes, so, <laughs> and, uh, for you listeners reading, channeling Dar is connected to your win. Uh, willpower yeah so i can channel great
1: that's awesome yep so that mutation worked in your favor huge
0: yes uh (laughs) speaking of matt i wanted one i can't remember what it was called but it was uh you gain a fatigue condition every week you do not cause somebody to gain a corruption or you yourself Gain a corruption. Oh, I was going to call it the Matt's corruption. Uh, we all know how he loves that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yep, I leveled man. up and took, uh, so, yep, took chaos magic six times. I took public speaking, which helps charm uh, and influence people more than normal. Because, uh-huh. like I said, I got very high fellowship. And I took double life.
1: Uh, of course you so, did. This,
0: I did, Uh, but here's ex- I did roll three times because uh, I did the whole steps because it's just like you would in a character creation but I didn't like my choice so I ended up taking Witch Hunter
1: oh no you're a secret cultist that works for the Witch
0: Hunters yep, and here's actually why uh, listeners, because like I said before, when I did this, I thought Dexterity was one of them and uh So the Witch Hunters, they can never level up their strength, uh, initiative, agility, or dexterity. But they can level up their weapon skill and ballistic. Yeah. Two of those that I don't have. So with the Witch Hunter and the Magnus, I can level up anything but now dexterity and strength. Nice. So I'm very much, like I said, I'm packed and ready to go. Awesome, and then I leveled up my willpower two more times, and then I took challenge uh, channeling dar four, and because uh, I have language magic, and that's what's used to cast, I took that fourteen times to get that to a fifty-four. Ooh, so now I have a channeling of fifty-five and a language magic of fifty-four. Nice. So I can cast
1: my magic. Man, those are elf levels right there.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm going up against wind.
1: That's right. Yeah, you, oh. you, might stand a chance with those levels. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She, she, her perception is like um ridiculous. She could probably. Oh yeah, my
0: my, she will see me coming. Yeah, like I, I am not that stealthy.
1: Like my
0: stealth urban is a twenty nine. I'm. How I've lived this long, I'm surprised. <laughs> but uh, and I also did take heal because I, I, I'm gonna need it. Yeah. I'm 100 gonna need it.
1: Yup, for sure.
0: So also I want people to know this. So my short term ambition is to get a mutation, but I did do this after I already got my one mutation. So this will be I want another one. Right. And then my long term ambition is to become exalted. Oh. like I want to be exalted in uh Zeech's eyes like I am his chosen.
1: Oh man. That's great.
0: Yeah. Um so and uh that is Sebastian the Fox Rotman. So Sebastian Rotman uh grew up and wanted was very much in love with the Sigmars and the Empire. Unfortunately, one day when he was coming across some cultists, he noticed a book, and being a curious mind, he took that, and, as usual, he decided to read, what better way to know your enemies than know what they're looking for. (laughs) Unfortunately, as we all know, Zeech works in mysterious ways, and over the time, he was able to unlock secret potential, granting hidden powers of magic all around. And as he grew more and more and more, he realized that Sigmar and the whole religion uh, and the whole empire must burn. And he is the one to do it. Wow. And that is Sebastian the Fox Rotman.
1: Well played, sir. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Thank That's... you.
0: I, uh, like, and uh, just to kind of go in some ways, I have The Treason of Zech. Characters can only use base characteristics to roll. Oh. And that's like it's a it's a six. That is my uh number I gotta get.
1: That's not that's 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 really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like bam. And it's willpower range, so I don't even have to be near you. I can just oh you're 18 is now all you can use to fight me.
1: Right. And you wouldn't need very many success levels to really get to that six anyway, Mm -hmm. because you're, you have a really, you, you could, you already have a really high, uh, willpower. So that's, yeah, that's awesome, man. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Like I said, I went completely like I went out there in magic. That was the whole purpose of this.
1: Ah, that's awesome, man. Very well done.
0: And those are our characters. Again, we posted polls on our webpage on Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to vote and tell us which character you like the most.
1: Awesome. All right, so it's time for that one segment
0: Feed Your Greater Demon.
1: Awesome. In the Feed Your Greater Demon show segment, we talk about ideas you can use to help support your Fligas, that's your FLGS friendly local gaming store, and build your Woofrup community. Um, today's idea. Uh, we're talking about uh, get inspired by attending convention games. Uh, Nolan and I were talking about Gen Con just earlier. So uh, well, Lance was
0: talking about conventions and I was listening.
1: <laughs> I am very excited to go to Gencon. so um, so anyway, the idea here is is one concern that a lot of people have about when they think about growing a woofer community in their store is that they might be inexperienced playing. Uh, wolf rip one shots um, or one shots in general. And one of the things that we constantly recommend over and over again is r- like run one shots, right? It's going to be difficult to have a bunch of people coming to a store that might change out or whatever, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so one great way to get confidence is to see what others are doing with one shots. And a great way to do that is to find a convention or two where wolf rip games are going to get played and sign up for as many of those games as you can. Convention games are generally written to be short, action-packed, and often friendly to newbies.
0: And uh, our other idea is playing in several games with different GMs can help bid confidence and understanding of both the system and how to run a time-bound game for strangers. Also, ask the GM if you picked their brain after the game and ask questions on how they went about writing the adventures and what advice they might give someone to run in a woodshot for strangers.
1: Yeah. So the whole concept here is, is if you can see how other people do it, you can, it might help you, you know, have a good point to start and having mm-hmm. different GMs and asking for their advice and getting different experience. Right. So you go to that convention, you sign up for three different one shots that are woof up and you, you know, play three different games. Like, I mean, that's a lot of time that you spent playing Wolfrup, but that's also a lot of time you get to see how other people run one shots and what works, yeah. what doesn't work and experience is one of the best teachers. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, like, that's don't the be idea.
0: afraid to have, you know, go up to somebody and ask, like, even in anything, like if you run a, go to a D&D or Star Wars or any kind of game, you know, what did they do? You know, like it's a different system, but. We all are just trying to, like, make great stories and entertain and grow a community and as friends and everything. So whatever system you're really playing, ask them. You know, you might get some inspirations for your game.
1: That's the whole idea. All right. That is our show tonight. Thank you, Lord of the Underdeep, for joining us. Uh, It's always a pleasure to be on here. Excellent. So in our next discussion episode, I'm going to be 100% honest. I have no idea what we have on the docket. Things have been so <laughs> insane. Um, I know that we have a couple feelers out there for a couple different show topics. We, um, and I uh, have a couple of thoughts. So just be on the lookout. We'll have some more episodes coming. Uh, our, our release schedule has been insane and crazy. Um, and definitely not in any sort of order recently, um, but uh, we're we're going to try to get more on track um, now that I'm a little bit more settled into my house and and we're past all the holidays. So um, just be on the lookout. So intrepid listeners, keep in touch. Let us know your questions, feedback, and even show topic
0: suggestions. You can contact us multiple ways by checking out our website at www.oldworldpodcast.com. Twitter at old world podcast or facebook at facebook.com slash old
1: world podcast and while you're checking us out on the various social interwebs be sure to hop on over to our patreon page and support us if you like what we're doing and want to help out become a patron for only a couple dollars a month you can help support the show and get some cool rewards too check us out at patreon.com slash old world podcast also let us know what you think visit itunes or your preferred podcast service and rate us Every review helps us reach even more Warhammer fans. So, uh, this is Lance saying, Good night, and may the Road Wardens not look too closely in your direction.
0: And this is Nolan saying, Let me show you the power that Zeech can hand you. <laughs> this podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios LLC.